Hello everyone, welcome to Struggle Session. I am your host, Leslie Lee III. Today, as always, I am joined by my co-host, Jack Allison. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for subscribing to us at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or strugglesession.substack.com where you can get all our main episodes commercial free as well as tons and tons of bonus episodes including our Alan Moore series, including our recent review of The Batman, also, be sure to tune in to Culture1900Culture.com. That's my call-in show on the call-in app. And hey, if you want to leave us a voice message, go ahead, hit us up, sesh.show. After Jack and I get through discussing AEW Revolution, there'll be a special backstage interview with professional wrestler Willow Nightingale. Make sure to check that out. Today, we're talking about some pop culture that actually did not disappoint for a change mm -hmm. professional wrestling aew revolution pay-per-view absolutely great absolutely phenomenal one of the few popular things <laughs> that's actually good jack and you've been aew pilled I, recently i have i got into it just in the last month you know um and i will say you know with wrestling versus maybe some other um you know types of uh, entertainment there's less gatekeeping i think because for such a long time people were so embarrassed uh, or there was like a shame to watching wrestling that that wrestling fans if you're like i'm starting to get into wrestling they're like very welcoming they're like yes please come in please come in and let us show you what we love about wrestling um i wanted to talk a little bit about why that shame exists i came up with a i think it was a good metaphor for it so just imagine for a second right now the state of movies as they are what if disney by itself bought every single movie studio <laughs> I mean, in, uh, in, you mean, in you mean like you mean like it's what it's going to be like seven years from now? Sure. Yes, okay. Yeah. It's the seven years from now plan. <laughs> what happened to professional wrestling when Vince McMahon bought WCW and ECW folded was like if Disney bought every single movie studio. Right. And every single movie that played in theaters was a Disney movie. Mm -hmm. Not just they produce like a not new just 80 percent of them, not just 80 yeah, percent like it is today. And it's not like, you know, Tarantino or Martin Scorsese are coming to them with their original ideas. They're like saying to Tarantino, oh, no, you're making a Snow White 2. And that's right. what you're going to direct. And here's the script. Yeah. And that's what you do. And we're that's also going to change your name to, to Trent, Trent, Trent Quinton. Uh, we're going to change <laughs> your name for you. Yeah, all the actors have to work for him. Daniel Day-Lewis, he's playing Howard the Duck. You don't see any movies, not non-Disney movies outside of New York, L.A., and Chicago. And it's all like Bloomhouse movies, you know? Like, right. some people are going to be super into him, but maybe not everyone else. And that lasts yeah. for 20 years. Yeah. No one gets to see a movie in a movie theater that's not made by Disney. That's basically what happened to professional wrestling right. and why it sunk so low and became so unpopular and yeah. revived 
wild, but it's not the fault of the art. It's, it's, it's funny. Capitalism. It's funny that you use. It's funny that you use this this um uh, this metaphor because I was talking with my friends about it and about AEW, and they were like, "It's like if there was a new movie studio that suddenly like just came out of nowhere and was making really good movies. You'd be like, "Holy shit! Like they're making good movies. Like it's a new <laughs> studio. Like it's like you never think that that will ever happen." And that's kind of like what's going on with AEW is there's just a new contender um uh, you know and they're actually doing like better wrestling than than everyone was seeing on WWE oh by far by far so let's get into the show yeah, I thought the show was really great, and it's so funny. Like we're we're coming off of um, just having recorded an episode about the Batman, and it's like the Batman is three hours, but just felt so long. Like I felt so bored being there in the theater last night. I went over to a friend's to watch this. This was like nearly four hours long, and just didn't <laughs> drag at all. I just was having a blast the entire time. If you watched the pre-show, it was actually closer to five hours. Did you watch right. any of the we pre-show? We watched a little of the pre-show, but people were talking a little more during the pre-show. But the actual pay-per-view was was four hours and just nothing but bangers. Did you get to see Hook, though? I did see Hook. I did see Hook, of course. Hook is great. What do you, th- what do you think about Hook? Hook? What I think about Hook is that I'm like, holy shit, this fucking kid is 21 years old. Like, <laughs> I mean, they the, the the announcers are always like, he doesn't sweat. He's not sweating. I'm like, yeah, because he's a fucking teenager. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, Hook's got a coolness to him. I like Hook. Um, I like the kind of regular boxing aesthetic he kind of brings to the ring. But yeah, Hook, it, Hook is just like kind of old school cool, like ice cold. And yeah, I, I thought the match was a lot of fun. Yeah, another pre-show thing I really liked was the House of Black versus Death Triangle match because it's really I I really just like all the characters in it and the entrance. Yeah. It's like seeing like like a bunch of Dark Souls characters <laughs> go up against a bunch of Batman villains. I like and Malachi like, Black with the uh, the fucking the venom like gimmick is so funny. The trying to spit venom into people's eyes to fucking blind them is such a good gimmick. Yeah, I like I really like the kind of more goth wrestlers i like the the wrestlers in the kind of in the realm of you know of of spooky skeletons and shit like that <laughs> and yeah there, there's a lot of that in this match oh i really liked it this was the debut of eric redbeard big bad motherfucker that dude was huge yeah and he was like jumping around and doing insecurities and drop kicks and stuff yeah, always wild to see these like, you know, 250, 300 inspiring actually to see these guys be able to like jump like the height of a of like jump 6 feet in the air. I'm like, what in the fucking world? These these guys are just such incredible athletes. I mean, that's the thing is like, you know, you you hear about wrestling and they're like, oh, the the matches are fixed and you know, they script, you know, what's going to happen in the fight and it's like that it's even crazier that they're agreeing to have this shit done to them before the fight. You know <laughs> (laughs) i mean like the fact that they're sitting around and pitching on like it didn't happen in this fight but on like and then i'm gonna get like fucking thumbnails like like my back filled with thumbnails i'm like that is fucking crazy i even went back and watched it at a recommendation of a friend last year's all out with the young bucks um you know versus 
the Lucha Brothers in the in the steel cage match. And that match is fucking insane. Just like people like, like again, everyone's sitting around and bullet pointing what they're going to do in the match and agreeing that they're going to get thrown like face first into a steel cage is fucking un- is like bizarre and unbelievable. These men are truly athletes and like what they do with their bodies like is their art. It really is wild. All right, so they open up the show with a hot, hot match. Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. Eddie Kingston uh, always say, never wins the big one, has never won on pay-per-view before. He's yeah. facing legend Chris Jericho. But, Jack, I want to ask you, did it? how did you feel about that match? Because you might, do you know anything about Chris Jericho and I mean, I, I know maybe I know. the different levels between these two uh, okay. characters? So probably not as much as you know, obviously. Um, but I have been watching for the last couple months. And Jericho, just as sort of being someone around people who have been a fan of wrestling, Jericho's a name I recognize. And so mm. I kind of like understand that this is you know one of the old guard like a guy a big gun that aew was able to land and i kind of know the history that they're even able to get him was a big deal um and yeah i've been watching the last couple like you know since the start of february pretty much so i am versed in the you know tumult going on with the inner circle uh and eddie <laughs> kingston's kind of you know involvement there and everything yeah i've been i mean you know again like one thing i've been liking about watching aew even though i only took it up you know last month it's deceptive like when you're first watching you're like oh i'll never catch up with this continuity you do pretty quickly actually like if you just watch every week like you end up getting pretty versed in like the ongoing and so yeah i was pretty hyped for this match actually just because also i kind of like i like eddie kingston's uh attitude and then i had never actually seen him wrestle before because it's only been like promos pretty much you know this whole last month i actually like that he's got like a pot belly like he uh, this is again like sort of more like you know representation for guys like me like i kind of like that this guy's you know big and physical but he's he's got that new yorker gut you know and here's the thing, a layer that you might not know about Eddie Kingston. He's also kind of a wrestling like geek. Like all the moves mm-hmm. he does are like obscure Japanese wrestling moves mm. for like super uh, geeks, uh, you know, to get excited by. So he's a he has multiple layers to him. Yeah, yeah. No, I I thought this match was really cool. You know. Uh, Chris Jericho for being like a slightly older guy. It was a very physical match. And yeah, Kingston's gotten just in has, great shape recently. Yeah, too. Kingston is just like a brawler. And it, it was this one was a fun watch. And I was surprised by the outcome. Like I really actually, you know, with all the fucking, you know, with all the promos and everything that's happened over the last month, I kind of did expect Jericho to take it. All the shit talk about, you know, Eddie Kingston, you don't really want it. You don't want to win and all this kind of stuff. I was surprised, you know, that Kingston ended up taking this match. Yeah, I really dug it. I was happy uh eddie won i thought that was the right conclusion mm-hmm. uh i'm excited to see where it goes with what Jericho. will happen to the inner circle yeah you know maybe 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 kingston was right you know that uh jericho was kind of using the inner circle all for himself you know i don't know we'll see what happens i guess all right up next was the AEW tag team championship match triple threat match Jurassic Express versus Red Dragon versus the Young Bucks. 
I'll say at the start, I hate triple threat matches. They don't make any sense. They're stupid. <laughs> They're stupid. It, it is weird that like you pin one person to like win the match with six people is very strange. But they do make for exciting matches and exciting sure. moments. Uh, obvious for obvious I mean, I like, reasons. I love the. I love all these tag teams. So it was yeah. fun, even though the rules of the match are pretty silly. Like it was fun to see all these tag teams, you know, in the ring together. Oh yeah, absolutely great. I love what Red Dragon brings to AEW. I, I, I've loved these wrestlers, wrestlers for a while, but they were in NXT, unfortunately. I was just never mm. going to watch them. But like Kyle O'Reilly is like my idea of like a perfect uh, wrestler. I, I liked her. I love Jurassic Express and the Young Bucks are just fun to watch. Like, you know, I, I was talking with my friends, you know, everyone was kind of saying like, we hope that they never go face because they're so fun as heels. Oh God, um, yeah. They're great. They really are great. And yeah, the whole gimmick of this match being the kind of tenuous alliance between Red Dragon and the Young Bucks and, you know, uh, Jurassic Express sort of having to deal with that. I thought this was a very fun match to watch. And and like I said, I really like all these tag teams. So it was a good time. Yeah, definitely a good time. Hate this match style, but it worked. worked, And it worked a bit in this scenario because there was a storyline reason at least for it. So whatever but that uh, good stuff i'm f- looking forward to seeing young books uh versus red dragon as a mm-hmm. feud aside from the tag titles yeah yeah me too and i also like you know i like i like that jurassic express was able to you know retain their title here you know uh, it looked pretty hairy there for a while but uh this was this yeah this was a very good very you know, this is a very good, like very acrobatic match. You know what I mean? There's other matches in this one that uh, in this pay-per-view that were just like extremely physical and at times almost like watching like UFC or something like that. Like this one was just fun to watch with all the sort of like flipping around. Like all these teams are so fun just with the acrobatics. Although Luchasaurus is extremely physical and just a <laughs> fucking gigantic monster of a man. And acrobatic too, doing yeah, fucking spring boys on the top rope. Yeah. All right. So the next match, the face of the revolution ladder match. Another match type I hate and I actually hope they ban. Okay. So I, this match type was so funny. It's like, again, as someone who is new to wrestling, as I kept hearing about this match over the last month as they're hyping revolution, I thought when they said ladder match, they meant like a bracket system of some kind. <laughs> I didn't realize that it was like physically going to be a very ladder based match where there would be multiple three ladders, <laughs> three, you know, climbing ladders were used in this match. Um, and yes, it's, it was quite a silly match type, but a cool match, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I love all of the wrestlers in this. Keith Lee, amazing. Yeah. I Orange mean, yeah. Ca- Cassie really grown on me. Powerhouse Hobbs, who just looks like he needs to be world champion. He looks to me like Club- Clubber Lang. He looks to me yeah. like Bobby Lashley. He just is a he is the star. He is the star. Incong- like uh, uh, incongruously big. You know what I mean? Just like the, a man out of comic books. Like doesn't yes. look like he actually could like, can exist in the real he world. Looks, yeah, Powerhouse Hobbs looks like a mini boss on. On like a side scrolling <laughs> video game. I just absolutely <laughs> dig him so much. Just huge. I was gonna say Orange Cassidy, you know, for someone who like, yeah, I I again only been watching a little bit. I was a little like, hmm, is this like a kind of little kid gimmick or something? Like, is this like kind of goofy? I found him like to be really funny, and I really liked him being in this match, and he does have a very funny, almost like Buster Keaton like physical comedy thing going on, while also being a very good wrestler and taking like some pretty fucking serious fall 
falls. Like when they threw him out of the ring and he landed on his back, I was like, God damn. Like, yeah, but yeah, I, I, he's, he's grown on me too. And I, I actually like, <laughs> I like, I like it when he gets in the ring. I, I, I'm having a good time. Yeah, Wardlow in this great yeah. in this great Christian Cage, who Jack, you may not know, it just been around for forever, and I think uh, he's yeah. like might be better than he's ever been now. Like, and he hasn't yeah. wrestled in AEW in months and months, but he had some great matches with Kenny Omega, Omega, and he was great in this match. But I hate the ladder match because it always turns into these car crashes that <laughs> just injure guys. We're just watching yeah. people get injured. There's nothing yeah. else interesting to do. In the ladder match, except do a goofy move that's like almost yeah. going to kill someone. Was it Ricky was a, Starks at the end yeah, who fell looks, like on his neck? I was like, that doesn't look good. That looked yeah, a little and bad. Ricky's, and that's Ricky Starks who broke his neck. Uh, like a, a lot, I don't even know if it was more than a year ago. Uh, yeah. he, he got his hands from, back there, so I'm like, hopefully he was able to protect himself. But yeah, that looked like a rough, like a rough fall. Um, but otherwise in this match, I loved when it was just whenever it got to be just the three big guys and everybody yeah. got like thrown out and it's just Wardlow and Hobbs and Keith Lee, like those matchups were fucking intense and good. Oh, yeah. I love when, I love when Keith Lee and Hobbs end up over by, um, the announcer table and then Wardlow comes out from behind and just tosses them on the cement. Like this was just like a great and really energetic and like, I say this in a positive way, like cartoony kind of match, you know, um, great, exciting moments. But ultimately, I just I just don't need to see more of these because like we know, like even like Christian and Matt Hardy have s severely injured themselves mm -hmm. in these matches over their years in history. I just don't see the point. Maybe don't of do them anymore. Like you could like there you could you had some really like as you said some of the most exciting stuff was just when they were on the ground or if you're yeah. using the ladder match like have the one ladder and do some fun stuff with it hit some guy in the face with like a lot of this match use the ladder in a way that wasn't like killing someone <laughs> uh, and then like they turned it up to the next level and I was, and it kind of took me out of it because I was just worried about like who who's going to like I definitely was worried about up. Ricky Starks you know toward the end of that and also Orange Cassidy when he like landed on his back I was like yeah. that also looked a little rough yeah, um, yeah but yeah i mean this match for me there's a lot of great matches in this pay-per-view this was a contender for like one of the top matches for me just because of just because of the 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 guys in it and the and they you know i don't know just just the the matchup here was so much was such a good and fun one uh that this was a contender for the best of the pay-per-view for me Yes, and of course Wardlow wins, and he's next yeah. in line, or maybe well, he has a chance to take out uh, the TNA, uh, the TNT Championship uh, from uh, Sammy Guevara. Mm -hmm. And you know, also the Wardlow winning, I think, informed uh, a moment that we'll talk about later in the pay per view. Yeah. All right, next up for the AEW TBS Championship. Jade Cargill versus challenger Tay uh, Conti. Mm -hmm. Jade Cargill is the most physically impressive wrestler in the world. She yeah. looks like a real life video game character. So has she she only, she's only been doing it for a little bit, right? She's only like been around for a little. A year. Yeah, like a less couple than months. A year. Yeah. yeah, she. I think she was a basketball player, pretty good basketball mm. player prior to this. So an athlete who came into wrestling very young in the game, but just yeah. looks absolutely amazing. Came uh, out with the Mortal Kombat uh, cosplay Jade as outfit, Jade yeah. outfit. Yeah. Not the first and, video, not the only video game cosplay we see for the night, by the way. 
Yeah, and she just looks absolutely stellar and amazing. Take Conti, she's just love- massive. She's just massive. She really is. Like I, every time you see her in the ring, I'm just like, yeah, again, like you know, the the female powerhouse Hobbs or something. Another sort of like video game boss, just like imposing and and just massive. Like it, I I don't know what her actual height is, but she looks like seven feet tall whenever yeah. she's out there. And with shoulders like the size of boulders, opens yeah. the match with, with a kiss, uh, yeah, which is like a funny. move from Jay. It's very funny move. Also, and then, the uh, making fun of Ty Conti's uh, like karate, like doing a bunch of the karate, you know, poses and stuff like that, was very funny. Yeah, yeah, they 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 kissed, they fought, they kissed again. I thought <laughs> it was a very very good uh, back. This is a good match, match. yeah. This is I, a good I match. really, I really love Tay. I really like Jade, even though she, she's such a young wrestler. But she has stepped up to the plate. She is a star. She's a mega star. I am, yeah. I'm all in on uh, Jade Cargill. Yeah, you know, every I've seen Jade Cargill, you know, wrestle a couple times in in the month or so I've been watching, and every time has been a, an absolute banger. You know, uh, you know, and especially hearing and knowing that she's so fresh on the scene, I'm like, well, this is this is someone who's going places. All right, next up. CM Punk wow. versus MJF. Well, I should Jack- say just to begin with, the build up to this one, the promos over the last couple weeks were fucking incredible, I think. And you know, MJF is such a good villain. You know, the first time I watched, basically the first one I watched was MJF beating CM Punk in Chicago. And then the him coming out on the fucking throne with everybody carrying him was so fucking funny. And then yeah, like the last couple weeks with MJF going out there and like tearfully telling his story about like being bullied in high school and then CM punk you know trying to make good with him going for the handshake getting the hug and then getting kicked in the nuts and like the blood and the fucking this was the match i was like most excited for just like personality wise um because i have loved the lead up to this i really have i think mjf is is a fucking superstar and honestly i in some ways i'm like we're watching like like a rock a new the rock or something i'm like this guy might like he's like he was like able to make himself cry in the ring the other week and i'm like this may this guy might be a movie star (laughs) yeah uh you may not have so the beginning of this match started with a very deep cut reference because mgf comes out with starting with cm punk's entrance music cult of personality Mm -hmm. but then it's like i actually fuck you it's me mjf right fuck the crowd and then cm punk comes out to afi's miseria cantera which is his old theme song they used to use back for ring of honor right ring of honor very in his early days also the basketball shorts right now leslie i will tell you i did go watch this pay-per-view with people who are far more versed in wrestling than i am so i was able to pick up a lot of things uh, did they uh, freak made, out when they heard the uh, yes song they did playing? and they're like and he's wearing the shorts he's wearing <laughs> the shorts oh my god um so yeah i i did get the sort of impact of that even though i didn't get it you know the, the uh um the speech that MJF gave, you know, uh, uh, in the last Dynamite before this, that also was a reference to like a 20 year old CM Punk speech when he went heel um, in uh, in Ring of Honor. Somebody sent me a video of that. And I thought that was a very cool little nod uh, that like I am the devil, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled. I am the devil. That's all from like a 20 year old Ring of Honor appearance by CM Punk. 
Now, what do you make? Like, how how do you feel as you know someone new getting into this? Does it feel daunting? And then you're hearing references to Japanese yeah. wrestlers from 40, 50 years ago. I, I really wonder, like, not how really. How, not really i i don't know why but it doesn't feel like the continuity is like overwhelming like you kind of just get that there are like rivalries between these guys and yeah i don't know like it doesn't feel like it like depends on your knowledge of these things all this stuff works you know just because it's like a rivalry between these two guys that they're going to work out in the ring you know what i mean and like i think that the the only moment there was one moment later that just wasn't as exciting for me we'll talk about that when we get to it but you know kind of in the general ongoing storylines i think it just adds a richness to it if you like understand all these references and for someone like when people explain them to me i'm like oh damn that is cool you know what i mean yeah. uh, but it doesn't feel sometimes like how like dc or marvel feels where it's like i don't even know what the fuck is going on here you know what i mean like the the sort of insularity of its continuity like it just for me it kind of just makes it feel like this is a rich and like full world when you're watching wrestling um but the it doesn't feel like it's it's you know off-putting to or or like that you can't follow it without knowing that stuff all right so let's get into the match itself the dog collar match wow old old dangerous type of wrestling match uh underused because uh as you can see there the key elements of the dog collar match the collars it's a chain yeah it's not letting the bad guy get away from the good guy <laughs> and it is the blood and my god did they deliver oh all yeah these things oh yeah i mean fucking cm punk like i think it was from like 30 seconds in just had blood going down his whole fucking face like just red it looks like fake i know it's not fake blood because there really wouldn't have been a way to do that but i was like this man has got his face just like <laughs> dripping with blood for the entire match uh and then yeah like the whipping with the chain we see these shots of like the the chain shaped marks on their backs and shit just wild like just from the get absolutely wild there's lots of injuries in wrestling lots of blood in wrestling lots of hardcore matches in wrestling lots of deathmatch wrestling this is one of the few times where it's like this is a millionaire Doing it mm -hmm. to himself. His boss isn't making him do it. It's probably this is one hundred percent his idea. He doesn't have any pressure to do it. He can do anything he wants and he's doing it. So it's like there's no guilt from you as a fan yeah. watching this. He's not just getting paid a hot dog and a handshake for it. He's getting yeah. paid decently and he wants yeah. to do it. So fuck it. Go for it. So go for it. Yeah. You know, this match was really cool. Um, it was really intense, you know. Bringing out the thumbtacks is just always fucking insane to me. Oh, MJF yeah. with the bag of thumbtacks, throwing them on there. And then, you know, MJF, this kid is fucking got, has like got it. I'm telling you, like he like has the acting, but then he is a good wrestler and like it can take the bumps too. Like he got a lot of fucking thumbtacks in himself. You know, <laughs> punk, punk, you can tell is like got something to prove and he's like out for pain and to put himself in pain like his back was just like filled with thumbtacks but this this was a fucking crazy match this was a really wild match to watch yeah i really dug it i thought it really lived up to the hype i thought cm punk winning worked even if i, I would have I, preferred mjf win but the way punk won the way it happened with wardlow coming out like the wardlow turn happening at the end of this match you know sort of following after the ladder match the like oh i can't find the ring oh here it is and then giving it to cm punk just good shit like it had good it had like 
you know, because I kind of agree with you. I was almost like, oh, maybe I want to see MJF win. But the sort of resolution of the storyline, you know, leading to CM Punk's win, I thought really worked. Uh, uh, and just was a lot of fun to watch. All right. So here's a match that don't think quite worked. I, I agree. did not like the end of yeah. the AEW Women's Championship, which they re- got a new one. And I really like how it looks. I love the new title belt. Uh, the champion, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD versus Thunder Rosa. Yeah. I, oddly, and they mentioned early on when I think when Dun- Thunder Rosa was coming out, that Thunder Rosa wrestles everywhere and is one of the most active wrestlers in AEW, which uh-huh. is true. She wrestles in a lot of different companies all the time. Hmm. I wonder if they said that to kind of explain to us why she wouldn't be winning the title tonight, because that's absolutely what should have happened unless she, like, just because of her many obligations, she wouldn't too busy. Be to, yeah, she'd be too busy to be the AEW Women's uh, Champion. And there, there were rumors that Thunder Rosa was injured coming into this, so that may hmm. be uh factor as well because otherwise it's hard to understand why she would lose this match it felt like it was time for Britt baker's run it does th- i uh, like th- Britt baker i think she's a fun character and i like her attitude and everything like that but i actually think it would like help her character to like lose at this yeah. point and and yeah this match ultimately i think thunder rosa is a really great wrestler Britt baker i think is maybe a little better on the mic than she is at the wrestling even though i like really do find her charming and funny um but yeah, this this match was a little underwhelming. Um, the way that the win happened, it it just didn't feel like like all the other matches in this show felt like a pay per view. You know, felt very different from what you see on Dynamite and Rampage. And this match did just feel kind of like what you would see on Dynamite. You know what I mean? The distracting the refs. There wasn't anything super intense or extreme about it. It just was. And then, and then, by the way, by the end, they're also they're pro- promoting like um, there's going to be an upcoming match between uh, Layla Hirsch and um, Thunder Rosa, the winner of which will go on to face Doctor Britt Baker. I'm like, so is it just going to be Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker like again? Like I, I don't know. Like it kind of feels like Britt Baker, you know, should should not be in that top spot anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I do want to say there was one really sick spot where Britt Baker did an air raid crash from the top rope, which is just an absolutely insane maneuver to pull off. I don't know if I've ever uh, seen that one done, so I want to give her credit for that. Fair enough. But yeah, the match could have been better and could have had a better result, but we I, I'm not sure why this happened in this particular way. I, I, there's also like a, a, you know, maybe just with the pacing of the show, you just need things to cool off a little after that CM Punk, uh, after the MJF CM Punk match. It just kind of felt like, okay, let's like take the temperature down a little bit with this match. And yeah, I don't know. Ultimately, I do like watching Thunder Rosa and I like Thunder Rosa. Um, I wish that the result had gone another way and, you know, kind of the way that the result happened with all the goofy distracting and everything like that just felt corny. Yeah, corny, awful refereeing. Some of the worst I've ever seen on a wrestling show. Not very uh, well planned. Uh, But heating the show up, John oh, Moxley yeah. versus Brian da- Danielson. This match. Ab- absolutely sick 
Yeah. Blood sport style. Good uh, Lord. This was like watching UFC. You know, I know from people that were with me, some of them are like involved with wrestling and stuff. And they're like, these men just like want, they both love like getting beat up. (laughs) (laughs) And this is like such a good match for that because like they want to go all the way. They don't want to pull their punches or their kicks and they like want to feel that pain (laughs) and everything like that. And this is the one where I'm like, there were moments in this that just felt like UFC or something yeah. like that. Like they're just fucking like pummeling each other. Good God. Absolutely. So, so intense. Uh, it really lived up to my expectations. And then fucking Moxley does this one better with more blood and really not as, not as much as CM Punk, but a yeah. decent, decent amount. Oh yeah. I, a lot. I really loved it towards the end. It just was so brutal and the trading of the holes and just how tight and snug every single thing looked. It was just absolutely sick. Yeah, I was like, oh, Danielson, like, is getting choked. Like, I'm like, he's like, like, the announcers are being like, oh, he's like, you know, seems a little woozy. I'm like, yeah, he really does seem a little woozy, actually. He, like, actually seems like he's, like, unable to breathe right now and yeah just from from the people i was with telling me they were like oh yeah these guys like actually like to get laid into and actually lay into each other and that's a big they were like that's why brian danielson wanted to leave wwe is because he like wanted to actually have brutal matches where he could bleed and stuff like that i'm like yeah well you can tell with this one oh and the finish i absolutely love the finish of uh, Moxley, yeah, re- rolling it, turning what the triangle into like a roll up pin. Like I thought that was absolutely was a great. beautiful way uh, to finish a brew match off with a roll up, roll up, which Danielson loves, love, loves, loves uh, to do. Which you know the score was not settled at the end, and they kept wanting to fight more yeah. and more until uh, something that was probably confusing to you, Jack. That, this is but, the one moment that I was mentioning yeah. earlier, which was the one moment where I was like. Yeah, I don't really get like uh, like everyone else in the room with me or the, everyone who like watches wrestling like stood up and was like sh- shouting and I was like, well, okie dokie. <laughs> Jack, this is like if Nightwing and Red Robin were getting into a <laughs> lot knockout, you know, a, a pure six brawl. And then Batman showed right, up and was like, this right. isn't what I taught you. That's what was son. explained to me. And I and I and I get it and I'm excited about it. And I'm also excited about, you know, and this was when William Regal showed up, uh, um, you know, who I guess has recently left WWE, was fired or something like that. He, he so was now fired. He's joining. Yeah. Well, I do want to explain it because William Regal and just like so many of these people on this show and this awesome pay-per-view was signed with WWE, worked for WWE for decades, mm-hmm. provided excellent training, and was an amazing in-ring wrestler. He could probably still go, uh, as far as I know. Like, he's just an amazing guy. Baffling to fire him when you know the competition is going to hire right. him immediately and make full use of him. They Even as a character, they are using him in a way that WWE refused to because the fans know he's one of the greatest wrestlers mm-hmm. of all time and knows that how important he is. He's he is. And like immediately, like there was that huge reaction to seeing him out there based on, you know, these storylines that have been going back to like ROH shows that had like 500 people. At right. Them. 
you know, that's just something like very interesting and unique that AEW does that WWE could do, but just like has no interest in. Right. Yeah. Um, I, everyone was so excited that I was with the crowd went wild and, you know, kind of when it explained to me, I was like, yeah, I'm well, certainly I'm very excited about the Brian Danielson, John Moxley sort of pairing and, you know, this idea that they are going to work together. I will say this match was incredible. The reveal at the end was incredible. Of the various storylines going into this, you know, revolution, I did find the Moxley Danielson one to be kind of the most murky. And it's like the the outcome of the match really doesn't have anything to do with it. They were just like talking about, you know, working together and being a tag team. Like Danielson wanted, you know, Moxley to pair with him. And Moxley was like, Well, I won't fight with anyone till I bleed with them first. So there wasn't any real like stakes to the match it wasn't like you know the cm punk uh it was just like it wasn't like if you win i'm gonna join you or whatever it just was like oh we better have a brutal match together um but yeah the, the you know their mentor coming out at the end and sort of the promise of what this can be moving forward is very exciting and you know he gave them both slaps. I like at the that. End. That's the Inoki, uh, Inoki spirit slap. That's uh, when Antonio Inoki, when he shows his respect for you, he'll slap you in the face <laughs> and then shake your. Kind of shook them out of their their fighting too, and also showed like dominance over both of them. You know, kind of showed that he'll be able to bring them together, but also put them in their place. All right, and next up, A H F O mm-hmm. versus Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara. And Sting. <laughs> what a, another wild match. I think you, you only need one car crash match. This was another one. It was a lot yeah. of fun, but I expected them to do like a lot less. Even like the intro video where Darby crashes a car into like a trailer yeah, at the funeral for his opponent. So <laughs> weird and so fun. I love that Andrade is Black Mask. Uh, Darby is like the Joker. <laughs> Sting is like the crow slash one of the other jokers. It's like it's all yeah. like they're all like these real life comic book characters. Yeah, this is a wild big... match. This is a wild and goofy yeah. match. And maybe it went a little too far. You know, maybe it went a little too far, you know, especially at the end when Sting, who's like 63 years old, gets like jumps through like like three tables. I was like, he shouldn't do that at 63 years old. He he did a new jack dive. He did a new jack dive at 63 years old. Uh who a new a new jack for uh people who don't know, known to be the most insane wrestler that ever uh lived and Sting is doing his spots like at 63. You don't need to do it. It's fun to see, but man, you can take it easy. Sting. Yeah, that that to me like was another one of those moments where I was like, that like makes me worried like that they shouldn't like they shouldn't be doing that he shouldn't be doing that but yeah this was a wild one it was a lot of fun how much time was spent in the crowd in this one like this one really worked with the space you know kind of yeah you call it a car crash match and yeah it is very similar to the um to the to the ladder match but yeah this one really used the space they really got out there and and yeah there's some fucking wild shit in this match yeah yeah, I mean, it's I mean, all this stuff is fun. It's great to see, but also you don't want to see it because it's just maybe it's not worth it. But I did see some. There were some. I love the spots where Andrade is just like showing how strong he is. He is. Oh, jacked. he's fucking he enormous! Is. Just good God. 
and is is interesting to me like his character is just like so funny too is like he can do like everything he's like the funniest he's good on guy Mike too, on the yeah. show like he's so he's so great i love him i'm okay with him you know not winning this match losing a few matches because he always just seems like to still matter and i wanted to also speak about uh someone isaiah cassidy because he's someone who kind of stands out as like not being as important as the other wrestlers in it but man he really showed out in this one i really liked how he looked even from the beginning when he's dancing and vibing and stuff i like <laughs> i've fallen in love with private party in the past uh, few weeks yeah i thought this was a, a, a very fun match you know a lot of physicality like just a just a big goofy match the you know the and and it was also like well placed here at the end you know as a nice little shorter match this was like i think 15 minutes you know when the last couple you know the last little bit had all been like, you know, half hour each. Um, so this was just like a nice aperitif uh, before the main event. Which was for the AEW World Championship. Hangman Adam Page versus Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, there we go. What did you think of this one, Jack? You know, I did like this one a lot. This one, you know, just felt like, you know... <sighs> It just felt like like maybe more like just a high level wrestling, you know, it felt a little less, you know, and I like the gimmick. So when I say the term gimmicky, I'm not saying that in a negative way, but it felt like less gimmicky than some of these other matches and felt like just really like high grade, you know, holds and jumps and, you know, and like <laughs> just a little less like gimmicky and, and like basically like, you know, stripped down professional wrestling uh, in a way um and yeah i thought it was really impressive to watch these two guys together yeah i dug it no furniture involved yeah. just really like high speed wrestling a little bit of interference involving you know the fucking uh the which who came out was it the bucks came out for red him dragon? Oh, it was, uh, red dragon red dragon yeah. came out for him and then but then the dark order even right. the odds in short order and it was just like a, basically a straight up match and just a really really good one i really Dug it, of course. You know, right got right. Adam won, <laughs> and they explained it. I, I love the oh, he didn't get his knee pad off, right. so that's why. Right. When he and then he his, got his knee pad boom, off, but he quite couldn't work. get it. He couldn't get it. He can get the hit in, and then finally, Hangman he lowered his knee pad, and you're like, oh, this fucking thing is gonna be over. Good God, <laughs> he's got the knee pad down. Oh shit. Um, good, yeah, good, good, good match, shit. and just like, like I said, just like clean, high level wrestling. You know, I like the gimmicks, I like the blood, I like all the furniture in the other ones, but this one was a great, you know, title match of just sort of like, like skin on skin. You know, uh, just got two men throwing each other around in in a, the most brutal way possible. All right, so I think that's a thumbs up from me on AEW. Revolution. I had a fucking Definitely blast. That's a big thumbs up for me too. I will even go back and watch this one if you haven't seen it yet. Like this is this was a, like one of the better like American pay per views I've seen on the whole, especially in recent years. It was just very very good. A lot of great matches, a lot of fun stuff. Maybe maybe watching it back, maybe not as exciting. A couple of not the greatest finishes on a couple of things and a couple of scary moments, but. Very, very good show on the whole. Great show. And, you know, uh, again, like 
just four hours of of like nonstop entertainment and like it, we will not get bored you know and i guess you watch the yeah. pre-show more like five hours but yeah just yes. four nonstop hours of the biggest people doing the biggest things um and yeah lots of fun some some great storyline resolutions just a blast yeah, I do want to give a shout out to Layla Hirsch for winning her match against Chris Statler. She's great. She's got a great there. physique too. I, I, I watched oh, a little God. of that match. She's just she's four foot eleven too, which is also wild. She just be tossing people. Yeah. just absolutely monster yeah. beast on the mat. Yeah. love her. She's great. All right, all right, folks. That was struggle session. Have a good Later. one. Well, hello. We are with one of the pro wrestling's most beloved people willow nightingale thank you so much for joining me today on struggle session someone i've wanted on the show since i've started it basically how are you doing today i'm doing well i'm really excited to be here at dc brow for this huge huge show in grappler we trust tell me about your match today uh so today i'm wrestling mr grim this is a first time matchup and uh from what i understand it's actually one of his very first intergender matchups so uh that makes things that much more interesting and exciting. Yes, and I wanted to ask you. So we have an interruption here. This is not the first time this has happened. I, I, I'm used to doing a professional podcast, and he's professional wrestling. This is the second time I've almost been attacked and assaulted <laughs> because somebody's been in here talking smack about their, yep. about their opponent. I hate to see it. Getting ready for your match. You don't have a lot of time. I want to ask you. Who is the greatest black professional wrestler of all time? All right. So if I could have a cheat answer, I would say all of the New Day. I think collectively they make uh, a very great team. They bring a whole bunch of different aspects of what makes wrestling good is in terms of their different types of athleticism, their different types of characters. Um, but personally, I would have to go with Kofi as my favorite uh, <laughs> because I think one – You've seen him be someone who's had such a long tenure in WWE. You've seen such different growth from his character. Kind of how he started was very, like, very, pretty much a stereotype, right? Yes. Like, they were like, here, we're going to give you this character. Kofi it's Kingston gonna... from Jamaica. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think being able to see his growth from, like, what was expected of him and, like, this is what we envision you as to him being, like, this is who I am to then being, you know, go back a few years to WrestleMania Having that feel-good moment of him becoming the WWE champion, <sighs> amazing stuff. So the story arc that you see there, the Royal Rumble moments that he gives us year after year after year, um, just like the athleticism all around and everything I hear about him and all of the New Day as like amazing human beings outside of the ring, it's just like I think that the representation there is rock solid. I think the work is rock solid. I think the um, reputation is rock solid. All oh, everybody loves New Day. Everybody loves. Even as a group, they started out as something. They were like, this is how we envision you. And they made it their own. I'm sorry. I love them so much. <laughs> <laughs> so who is the greatest black female professional wrestler? <sighs> okay. This is, for me, a little bit harder to narrow down. Because I think there are so many um, people who laid the groundwork. Who had, um, like, amazing ability and might not have necessarily even been given the ball to run with it and now we have so many women in this day and age who have the same ability um different abilities and are being given those positions but for me and i know this is someone who's so different from my attitude and personality but like jazz is like jazz <sighs> i saw her when i was a kid and i was like she's tough as hell i can be tough as hell 
And like it was just like no nonsense, and I loved that. I've always loved jazz, and and she was my answer. She was my answer for Grace Black yes! until <laughs> I considered Kong. Oh wow! Amazing Kong. The that, thing about Kong is like I did not get into uh, like Joshi wrestling okay. until I was already like in my late teens. So for me, I think of like the impact being different. Like yes. I think Kong and um, the Joshi kind of realm is in a different part of my brain because mm. I'm like, oh, this influenced me more specifically into becoming Willow Nightingale. But like as a wrestling fan, like lifelong, like when I was a kid is what always sticks out in my head. It's so weird how that happens. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, Willow, thank you so much for taking the time before your match. I much appreciate it. I've been wanting to talk to you for a while. I hope we get to talk again. And I hope I'm so excited for this show. Oh, me too. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Have a good day. Like what you hear? Want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.